Alexander, you you enjoyed the last time out talking to your dad so much uh, that here you are again. That's not bad, is it? You brought me here, but yeah, it was good fun. <laughs> yeah, but come on, it's not like I had to twist your arm about it. No, no, no it was it was good fun. It was good fun. It was all right, wasn't it? No. Yeah, it was quite good. Yeah, but I mean, this is also like good practice for when you become a, a multimedia tycoon yourself, right? So, I mean. You've got all these. I mean, let's face it. You have been more. You've got more experience at your tender age um, of people who provide content to online platforms than I do. Because if if I remember correctly, okay. I mean, I don't want to be embarrassing or anything, but um, you used to watch loads of these YouTube videos that um, yeah, these uh, what do they call them? Like influencers and YouTubers and stuff uh, that yeah. they used to do. So I mean, you've been watching it for years. I- I'm really like quite late <laughs> onto the scene, aren't I? Yeah, you're. Yeah, so they've been they've been doing all this stuff for years. It's 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 just it's entertaining because you obviously as you watch them for longer and longer, you kind of like get more hooked and like you start to actually enjoy the people. And so if you have like a, if you have like a, set, a certain sense of humor, then you enjoy certain people. And I think YouTube do quite a good job with entertaining young people. Mm. So. I mean, who, do you remember a couple of guys that you used to watch? Uh, anybody sort of jump out at you or whatever? Well, the people that I still watch, there's a group called the Sidemen. Okay. Who I find very entertaining who at the moment are probably at the peak of their careers in their what, group channel. What do they do? Are these like the guys that score goals from ridiculous parts of the pitch or something? No, they, um, well, obviously they're, they, they're separate channels. They might do like a, a few gaming videos or they might talk to fans or something, but then they have their main channel where they do quite, like, for example, they might do like, I don't know, a few weeks ago, they did a real life Tinder video. Yeah, so that, that's the that's the dating app. So what do they do? Like, they do it's, videos of dates or like disastrous no, dates or something. It's um, it's online. Uh, no, no, not online. It's um, in person. So it's it's like they'll have the Tinder same setup. They'll be like they'll give their their line, their pickup line. And then the girl will either swipe yes or swipe no, and then they will have their own go. And then there'll be another girl that comes on and does the same thing. Uh-huh. But so it's it's it might not be for you know you or anyone or certain people but it's 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 quite entertaining okay i see and do you actually see the the, the people involved is in okay you said girl but you know maybe there are some you know people looking for guys as well i don't know uh, does that happen they had a they had a guy on there um once or twice actually i think okay and do uh, are they more successful in their? Uh, do they have better lines when they're looking for guys? Do, do guys care about the lines that come in? Um, I think I think they they take the line into consideration. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the time the lines are quite um, explicit. Ah, okay, it's one of those. Yeah. I see. All right. So, what kind of age group is that target? And I mean, you know. I mean, how how old? How long have you been watching this? Well, they they haven't always done like um, you know these these types of videos. It's more I used to watch their own individual channels, which was a bit more gaming. Mm. But um, I mean, I don't know. They get tens of millions of views, so it could be for God knows. I don't know like specifically who watches, but I'm assuming it's probably my age and up to about nineteen twenty. Mm. No, okay. Well, I just find it strange. That's all that um, you know, explicit uh, chat lines. I mean, because, yeah, I don't want to come across as being all so old fashioned because, to be honest, nowadays um, anything can work if you speak to somebody who's in the right kind of mood for it to work. So if you speak to them in, a, in an old fashioned way or perhaps in this sort of uh, you know, semi joking, semi erotic way, maybe they prefer that as well in a moment. I don't know. But. Uh, yeah. Okay. But I mean, obviously, the target age would be a little bit above 
16 or 17, I imagine. Or is that, is that just me being silly nowadays? Does everybody speak in that way? I mean, they, it probably is, but they, they also, it's not like completely just, you know, they, they'll do explicit videos. They'll do, like I said, they'll, well, they'll do videos like um, they'll spend money on each other or they'll, I don't know, they'll do like challenges that are like, like public ones. Like they might do some sort of like, you know, how people do like marathon things or some sort of like physical activity. They'll do stuff like that which are mm. you know, just entertaining because the people themselves are quite funny. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, you're not foul mouth. Or is it okay to say the word foul? You don't use swear words, do you? So, I mean, generally speaking, would you say people your age do use? I mean, they, I know they like listening to swear words because, yeah, let's face it, it's, well, somebody swore it's a bit cool. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, is there a lot of swearing in your in your year in, in is your school? Is it is it like on vogue to be quite offensive, insulting? Oh, well, I mean, I guess it depends on where certain people are, but yeah, I mean, most most teenagers are swearing quite often. But I mean, obviously in schools, it's different because if you swear, you know, you get a debt, so you don't okay. really. But if it's outside of school, yeah, people do. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I, I'm obviously. I appreciate, you know, the, the sort of strategically placed swear word. It does tend to emphasize uh, the sense of what you're trying to say. So on occasion, you know, it, it makes sense. Sometimes you actually need to have it in there. And I'm not an angel. And when I'm not working, um, I, I do tend to use the odd profanity, but, you know, needs must and so on. Um, but, yeah, I try not to do it too much. Anyway, okay. You're back at school. How's that going? Yeah. Not bad, actually. Um, we we started off quite quickly. It's they haven't really messed about. They've just put us straight into you know some serious work in um in certain lessons like English and business. We're going over our papers to see how we can improve, mm. and then other lessons like science, maths, and history. We've just gone on to the next topic, mm. but um. Overall, it's better than last year. I think I'm enjoying it more. Maybe because last year I was getting used to it after COVID, probably messing about a bit more. But it's 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 good. Mm. I mean, I think you generally, I think you like your your teachers. But I mean, is the material more challenging? Do you think then? Uh, and is that part of the entertainment? For certain subjects, like maths, especially, yes, yeah, gone definitely a lot more challenging and mm. also science here and there but most of it is just it's not challenging challenging in the sense that i can't do it it's more in the sense that there is so much to do mm. that you have to keep up and there isn't exactly time to mess about and just pass it off for another day mm. yeah no i guess so um, yeah, I can't remember how it was for me, to be honest. I mean, I never, I, I don't remember being necessarily overwhelmed with the amount of work that I had to do for, for my GCSEs. But it was the same for, for my A-levels too. I, I, I kind of guess it depends on how, how intent you are on reaching the, the sort of higher grade brackets. I, I think I said to you before, you know, I, I, I really went about things in the wrong way and I, I I didn't sort of push myself as much as I should have done. And I have to, I really regret it. So, um, I mean, yeah, there are some years where it really counts. And I think in this case, it's definitely one of those years for you. So I really hope you can apply yourself better than I will because you're going to end up regretting it if you don't. So especially as you're an intelligent kid, but um, yeah, that's the way it goes. Um, all right. And what, what, how are your friendships then? Have, do you think any of your friendships have suffered, you know, for, for not having seen friends or, I mean, I, okay, I know you guys have got the, you know, the dream when it comes to communication, which obviously we never had, um, you know, 20 odd years ago. Um, but yeah, have any of your friendships suffered or, or not? Do you think it's all good? I think, I think so, but not necessarily because of COVID. I think it's more when I, made my friends who are still like the same friends I haven't really expanded that but um we we were friends at a time where we could mess about mm. and I think I've not not being rude but I think I've 
slightly matured more in the sense that I've focused in on my work quicker than some of my friends have. So I don't really go to meet up with them mm. as much or I don't mess about. Mm. So maybe a little bit, but not, not really suffered or lost any mm. friendship. Okay, well, that's good. I mean, your friendships, you know, are something that you can always, you know, revisit when you've, you know, got this kind of stuff out of the way. Unfortunately, the, the way that uh, you know, life sort of moves on so quickly that uh, if you don't do your your work, you kind of end up missing out on an entire year. And I think that would be the worst thing. But um, yeah, anyway. Okay, cool. Well, well I hope you're, um, you can, you know, maintain some of the friendships that... Uh, that you've had for many years there's no substitute for um old friends basically new friends are great i love making friends i love meeting new people i, I love learning about different uh, backgrounds um from different people different genders different cultures um and i still think that there's no substitute for old friends because you, you share a certain amount of history together um i suppose there's there are pros and cons to both scenarios really how long have you been at this school now three years four years this is my fifth year it's your fifth year there okay but some of your, your previous uh friends from other schools i mean do you do you have any contact with them or is it all uh all your sort of new friends um there's well a few here and there but i think there's yeah i've got one main friend from primary who i text but don't see very often mm. but it is it's mainly friends from this school okay all right that's fine and and obviously a few sort of armenian friends from from the family from the community and so on oh yeah there's everyone everyone from a very young age are still very close mm, yeah okay well that's good that's good um yeah we talk a lot about movies um and we, we kind of suggested in our first chat i think that we would visit this a bit more seriously um You've picked out three movies which you've seen in the last six to 12 months, which kind of stand out for you. Um, yeah, should we, should we pick the first one in, uh, from your list? So basically uh, Schindler's List. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you know, I actually have not seen Schindler's List. So, but don't worry about it. Obviously, I, I kind of know the background of, you know, of who Schindler was and, and so on. But I mean, do you, do you want to talk about why you rate it so highly? Um, it's, it's very, very realistic. It's not a film that you can watch lightly or that you can put on the background. It's something that you'd have to seriously be ready for because it's, it's very heavy hitting. It's a, it's a serious film. And if it wasn't in black and white, it would probably be too graphic, to be honest, because it's, well, it's about a very disturbing time. And it, it shows that time so well that you almost feel like you are there. And I, as I told you, um, after watching the film, it, it, it was, it's quite heavy to think about. It's quite, quite grim yeah i mean the holocaust is a ho horrible chapter in in human history and, and being armenian of course we we also have a certain emotional attachment to the term genocide i mean it happened to the armenians too it happened uh, to the jews it's happened to uh, a number of different cultures uh, around the world in africa as well it's sometimes it's you know extremely recent um horrifically yeah, some reason humanity doesn't doesn't really learn from from its uh, historical tragedies, and any kind of genocide is, is a lot more than a tragedy. I, I remember watching um, La Vita e Bella by with uh, Roberto Benigni, and I couldn't finish it. the The last twenty minutes, I, I couldn't watch it, and um, I know what happens, um, but I, I can't watch it. I, it just gets to me too much. So I think it shows a certain strength of character on your part to to have watched that movie all the way through. I, I will watch it though, because I think, yeah, I think it needs to be seen. You know, these kinds of stories need to be told. They need to be remembered. So, yeah, it's good though that you 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 are moved by these kinds of tales. Um, in addition yeah. to the more the more technologically advanced movies that are perhaps on offer 
Yeah, well, I mean, for someone who takes history as a GCSE and you hear about these things in the books and you read about it and hear about it, just watching it and seeing it in such a such a very similar way, it's it it just it shows you how bad it was and how lucky we are to have been born at, at, during this time rather than during then. Mm. I'm, um, I'm listening to an audiobook right now written by Damien Lewis, who talks about the, uh, the SAS in, in the Second World War that were basically uh, the, the elite force in, in Africa that went to combat um, against the Desert Fox um, the, the, the Nazis had out there. Um, and Rumble, I think it was. And, and it's amazing that, you know, the kinds of things that they had to do. But one of their recruitment drives, one of the, the important things uh, which was uh, key to their strategy was pretending to be um, Nazi soldiers themselves. And they were only able to do that by going to Palestine at the time and recruiting uh, German Jews who had escaped uh, Nazi Germany in 1933. Mm. And these people were motivated because, and that's what the SES needed. So they essentially recruited uh, a group of these individuals, took them with them to train them up, took them to the to, to Africa and basically to fight uh, against the, the, the Nazi occupation there. Uh, it's just a fascinating story. So, I mean, there, there are so many different elements to the Second World War, which um, it just makes it compelling, uh, albeit extremely um, challenging, disturbing as well. So, well, yeah, it's one of those things. Okay. Um, I mean, have you recommended it to friends as well? Have you had other friends watch Schindler's List? I recommended it to a couple older friends because I think I'm one of very few people at my age who are into um more old-fashioned or serious films um i i actually one of my friends um i did um suggest it to because we are quite similar um people and we enjoy the same things but he said he said that um after watching a bit of it he said it was too much mm. But, I mean, how do you think? I mean, do you think that kind of storyline should be watered down to make it easier for people to watch? Or do you think, no, this is this is the kind of shit that humans can do. And so we need to be able to just watch this and, you know, know what, what the, uh, the, the, the horrific consequences of hatred can be. You know, I think I think there is nothing you can change about this film in that sense, because I, I think it, the way they show it is just, straight you you see it exactly how it was and i think that's perfect because it really helps you understand how bad it was so mm. i don't think they can change much about how they do it or if they could yeah like you say water it down and make it a bit easier for the viewer but i think this is perfect mm. is, it, is it i mean we've both seen saving private ryan and the yeah. opening scene of of that where they you know they land on the beaches and it's I mean, that's pretty hard viewing as well, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't compare in, in, in the sense of the human tragedy that was the Holocaust in itself, but there was a huge cost of human life as well represented in the, the, the beach landings. Um, that, that was quite hard to watch as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, I think comparing the two, I think Saving Private Ryan is a lot more graphic, whereas um, Schindler's List is quite mental, even though, when there is violence, it's disturbing. I'm not going to describe, but it's quite disturbing. But then in, yeah, that first 40, 50 minutes of Saving Private Ryan, it's just pure, pure violence and gore. And it's just, that's, that's quite hard to watch as well. Mm. And do you remember which uh, concentration camp um, Schindler's List was, was based on? Was that? I'm not sure. I think. I think they show one or two okay. in this, but I'm not 100% sure what the names were. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to put a tick next to that for something that I have to watch. Um, 
because it's just a must, even though it's, it's been out for quite some time now. But um, yeah, somehow it's always managed to, I've managed to avoid it because I know how depressing it is. But uh, I think I'm going to have to pluck up the courage and, and just go and watch it one day. Um, yeah, before we get to your, your, your third choice, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, you yeah. wanted to talk about Endgame, but I suggested we just do, we just talk about Marvel in general, um, because of the, 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 there is a certain consistency of quality with Marvel. Um, yeah. How would you rate Marvel as a kind of universe? It'd be, it would be quite, um, I mean, it would, it would be rude of me to say lower than a, a nine out of ten in the sense that they are quite good, but I'm not going to say ten because that might just be me being biased. Um, I th- I think that they've maybe not that like very recently, but I think they've almost nailed it in the way that they've recreated it on this on the big screen. I think it's just as good as the comics, and I think the actors especially they have nailed. In my opinion, mm. yeah. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is just perfect for the role, isn't he? I mean, yeah. I, I can't. I can't see anyone else playing that role. I don't. If if there is another Iron Man mi- movie, I think there there is no way that they can put anyone else because he he it's like he was born for the role. Mm. He was so good. Yeah, and it's it's funny. I I've been watching Galanda, um, which is a Swedish, I think it's Swedish detective, um, and a young actor who plays Loki is in it. And I, I saw I saw him. Uh, what minute? I know that face. Yeah, and in this, he's really young, and he's got long blonde curly hair, and it's so different to the Loki that we've sort of come to know with his very dark black hair. Um, and it's, it's funny to see him um, in a completely different role. Um, but all of the actors, um, they're just, they're really good. And the storylines, obviously, you know, the comics, they have a certain uh, depth to them through the construction over so many different years. Um, but it's brilliant the way that they've managed to bring it to, to life with the, the stories, the characters, the, the, the special effects. It's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the main, I don't think it would be as good or anywhere near as good if they didn't have the exact actors that they had. Um, I think like, for example, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, they've all nailed it. All of, all of the films that they've, that they've made and even like everything about it is it's so smart because they had all of the stuff that we've just witnessed now recently they had planned out from the very beginning and they, the way they've just made the entire mcus is amazing in my, in my eyes and also who who was it the name of the the actors who play black widow um and the, the other feminine role yeah scarlett Johansson. yeah um, and and uh, the young one who draws the power, isn't it? That's, that's, um, that's X-Men. The, the one who uh, is in this, the, that, that series um, with Wonder. Vision. Wanda. Wanda, yeah. Um, who, do you know who plays that? Because oh, she's really good as well, isn't she? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to remember her name off the top of my head, but I know who she is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think even with the series that they brought out on Disney+, Plus, I think they have done brilliantly with them mm. I, I think they they seem to have a way with just really nailing their actors their characters the whole just the whole story I think they just do brilliantly with it mm. yeah okay yeah and if you had to name one character we've already done Iron Man except for Iron Man, if you have to name one of the Marvel heroes that just you would love to meet as a real hero, who would it be? Do I have to say hero? Could I say heroine if you want? But uh, I would, I, I use it in a non in a neutral manner, but you can call a baddie if you want, if you prefer. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say Loki, probably. Really? Yeah, I especially after his, I know it's probably strange because you'd expect me to say someone like Chris Evans. Uh, because I used to love Captain America, but 
after watching the Loki series, I've I've just I don't know some some sort of love for him and and Tom Hiddleston. I think he's a brilliant actor, and I think in Loki he's great. Mm. Yeah, I haven't even seen it yet. I haven't clicked it on yet. I there's, there's just so much to watch. There really is um, too much quality, but I will watch it because I've heard good things about it as well. And I highly recommend. Yeah, I mean, we, we loved um, as a family um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, yeah. I thought yeah, the guy that plays Falcon is brilliant, and his sister is also really um, yeah, she's yeah, a good just, yeah, just really well, as you said, completely well cast um, and. Yeah, good. I'm hoping for uh, season two, but I don't know how that's going to be because he becomes Captain America. So will they keep, will they keep him as Falcon, or will they turn him now as to you know Captain America? I don't know. In the comics, he becomes Captain America, but I'm not too sure. Really, I, I guess we just have to see what they do. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So then, um, the the last of the three uh, of the movies that you've watched, which you uh, particularly enjoyed. Um, yeah, I'll let you introduce it. Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. And, well, I mean, it's it's rated as the best film of all time, but obviously that's on people's opinions. And I, I agree, it's definitely up there. It's, it's so well constructed. Even that has a very good cast. I think it's just a brilliant film. Mm-hmm. And also Morgan Freeman's voice all the way through. It's, I mean, yeah, he he's, is... He's, he's amazing. He's, he's an amazing actor in everything. Hello? Yeah. And uh, yeah, the storylines, um, you know, the, the injustices, or in some cases, um, yeah, the fact that, you know, some of these inmates did actually commit the crimes that they were, you know, uh, tried for. Um, but the dynamics of their relationships, the, the the changing nature of those relationships, to the way that they kind of came to bond with one another, it's uh, it, it's almost like a, a sort of fascinating insight into the development of human nature in adverse scenarios. It's and then the, when, when he puts on the uh, is it is it Figaro? Uh, the and the, there are these two almost angelic voices that come out, and it's oh, it's a brilliant scene, isn't it? Yeah. That, but I was gonna, I was gonna before you said that I was gonna um, go on to um, a certain scene. Mm. I was I was gonna say best scene in my opinion was the very last scene. I think is when. When Morgan Freeman goes to meet, what's what's his name? The main character, Tim Robbins. Yeah, when when they meet at the um the place that he escaped to at the end of the film. On the um, beach where he's building his boat. Yeah, when Morgan Freeman goes to the tree and he sees the he sees the box that he's kept under the rock, and then he goes. I think that scene is brilliant. I think it's the perfect ending. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, in the story, obviously, we're talking about uh, people that have, I mean, Tim Robbins, I think, spent about 20 or 26 years in, in jail. I can't imagine how long Morgan Freeman's character spent in jail. I think most of most of his adult life, basically. So who knows how many years they had ahead of them, but to spend it together, um, yeah, gives it a certain amount of meaning. Yeah, it's... Um... It's it's a very even that I think is quite a heavy film mm. because of it, even to me I think that is very, a very realistic film and there are one or two scenes that are quite quite tough to watch. There's the um, there's the scene where the is it the old man dies? Yeah, he hangs himself. Yeah, when he um. when he's free because he he loved being he got used to being in jail and. Yeah, institutionalization, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and then obviously the, when they try to rape Tim Robbins in jail, that's quite a tough scene as well. Yeah, that's it's a very, very realistic, very tough film. Mm. Yeah. But okay, yeah. So de- definitely something to. I mean, I know we 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 uh, chucked in 
spoilers so i should probably apologize to anybody i'll put it in the notes don't listen to it if you're gonna if you don't want spoilers for shawshank redemption um all right um yeah next next time we'll talk about tv series yeah because i've got some you know i've got the wheel of time coming you know so for me this is like you know a gift from from heaven basically an entire podcast on that one series well i mean i i am i will happily dedicate any number of podcasts to the, the wheel of time actually there are podcasts dedicated completely to the wheel of time and i enjoy listening to um a lot of them they're they're brilliant so you know especially one called the road to tar Ballon. but um yeah if you have time i'll send you a link it's brilliant um but yeah so over the next few months, maybe more, depending on the actual dates, there are some movies coming out, um, which you're going to tell me which ones you're looking forward to most, basically. Yeah, the, the next year or two is going to be insane in the sense of how many films are coming out. Not just, like not just Marvel, because obviously they're bringing out tons, but other other films as well. Like I told you before, um, Avatar 2, which yeah. we've been waiting for for, what, 11, 12 years now mm. for a second. Long overdue, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, even then, it was, it was supposed to be only seven or eight years in the making. And, and, and that was, what, seven, eight years? And, and now it's been delayed how many times? Are you sure it's going to come out next year? Well, I can, I've checked multiple times and on even the... Uh, like cinema websites it says that that is coming soon okay so no what are you looking forward to because i you know i think ever the first avatar was brilliant um i think it's like a modern day cowboys and indians um you know how would you how would you rate it basically i think i think it's a film that is so different to anything else like even with all the sci-fi that people have brought out like with you know how marvel done their multiverse and all that stuff i think avatar is just such a different film and it's it's so well created and well i mean obviously it shows doesn't it how much money they made from it i think i think it's a brilliant film and i think a a second one is definitely definitely overdue mm. Yeah, I mean James Cameron is a bit of a genius, isn't he? So I mean, he he's also done. He, did he what he did? Did he do Aliens? He did Aliens, didn't he? Wasn't it him who so. did Aliens? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I, I'm 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 really I'm terrible when it comes to directors, but okay, Avatar. Anyway, we know for a fact that was him. Um, all right, okay. Um, yeah. It, so Eternals, Eternals, you said, yeah. and this is a Marvel one. Okay, so this, you know, where at which point in the storyline is this set exactly? Um, well, I'm not, I don't know everything about it, but when I watched the trailer, um, it they said that it was after the after the Avengers. Okay, but. They say that the characters in there have been on Earth for thousands of years, apparently, but then they come out after the Avengers. So um, okay. that's that's what I've heard, but I'm not okay. 100% sure. All right. And, and the, 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 the way that the storyline is, okay, I mean, it doesn't really matter if it's before, after, before, after, and they keep coming backwards and forwards because it's, it's, it's just brilliant, you know, cinematic experiences that they're delivering. But... Um, is this is this before Endgame or is it after? Do you know? I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure they mentioned Endgame. I'm pretty sure it's after. Okay. All right. So it's not like jumping backwards too much no. in the in the timeline. Okay. All right. And and uh, do you know? Are you aware of any specific characters that are there to greet them with these uh, beings which uh, suddenly decide to pop out? Um, pretty much every single character in this is just completely new they've just chucked in some complete new and crazy powerful um characters because they're the eternals are um are a group of 
basically invincible superheroes, pretty much. Okay, but good or bad? Um, good, I think. Uh-huh. Okay, oh, it was always nice to have some good people. They, I think the whole purpose of them is to um, to keep Earth safe of um, certain um, what are they? They're certain villains, but they're they're not the ones that you you've seen in the MCU. They're the crazy big ones who could take out planets, you know, in the comic. Okay. So, All right. Okay, so even worse than the, the Infinity Stones, dude. Yeah, even worse than Thanos. Way worse okay. than Thanos. Uh-huh. Okay, didn't even think that was possible. Um, fair enough. Okay, I mean, you know, I, I really like um, these kinds of movies because they are quite simplistic, even though they are created in such a you know, you know, special way. Um, the only thing that I don't like is the sort of two-dimensionality of it. It's always good against bad. And you know what I think that, um, you know, that's far too simplistic a way of expressing um, people's roles or positions um, within a given society. But, I mean, we're talking about entertainment here. We're not talking about philosophy. So that's fair enough. Um, okay. Um, yeah, the next one, or the last one at least, um yeah you and i disagree with a little bit don't we so do you want to uh do you want to jump into that um you well the films are john wick Mm -hmm. and this is the fourth one now that come out and me personally i love them i think keanu reeves is this is one of his best films and i think he's a very good actor in this but you seem to disagree because you think it's just complete just action action no story well, it's not just the action action no story but i've watched so many action action no story movies that i'm yeah i'm going gray um the no the, the problem for me is that it's brutal brutal violence no story it's um non-stop revenge it's it just it just basically seems to justify repeated murder um, on an endless scale without any there's no remorse you know he's just this he is just this absolutely cold killer and um, and the thing is you look at it and you think okay you know what he has you know he has um, sought his revenge for the death of his 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 wife's memory, the the the, the killing of his dog, um, and the destruction of his home and his you know his car and everything. So you know he sought revenge, he got it. After that, you know he, it would save so many lives if they just killed him off at the end of the first one. Yeah, you've got it now. That's it. Because in the next two movies, he kills hundreds of people. Well, the first one is he obviously is this powerful person's son, doesn't know who he is. He thinks he's all big. He thinks he's all cool. So he goes and, you know, does all these horrible things to him. Okay. And then John Mick goes and he does what he does. And then in the second film, after all this happens, um, I think it's either the dad or the uncle goes to kill John Wick because of what he's done to the kid. So that's why the second one is, and then the third one you you didn't really watch, but I won't I won't spoil too much. So yeah, I had to stop after twenty minutes. It was just ridiculous. I mean, the amount of times that you can kill somebody in a different way with a knife, it's just, um, yeah, I don't know. I I just I I find you know I'm not necessarily against showing certain scenes, violent scenes in movies because I think unfortunately the life in which we live is violent war is violent there are you know any number of violent incidents that take place when people go out on a town unfortunately um it, it would be unrealistic to have any kind of urban environment without violence unfortunately um however it's just this non-stop violence which is reflected in movies that really gets on my nerves and i mean i know you find it entertaining i find it hard yeah, I, I guess I understand I understand where you're coming from, but and there's something about 
John Wick and the films that I just I enjoy so much because obviously I'm with you. I don't like if there's you know I like story. I don't like if it's just no story whatsoever, and then it's just it's just all so that they can show off the visuals of the film. But there's some I, I like his character and I like that he's he's not some superhero. He's kind of a bad guy in a way and he's very skilled in what he does and he knows how to keep himself safe and i think i i enjoy it and i i like the action too but i i i think it's it's been good so far in the past three films yeah yeah i mean yeah i will probably have to agree to disagree on it i might give john wick three uh, another go but uh, I really want to see a bit more story introduced um, yeah what can I say we'll see how it goes um, all right I mean I, from what you're saying though I do obviously understand the fact that <laughs> good night Jude um, I do understand the fact that you like stories because obviously you added uh, Shinder's list and Shawshank Redemption to your your previous list so you're not just you're not just into it for the violence um all right we can you know, we'll wrap up that section but talking of violence um yeah yesterday uh, the really horrible injury to is it Harvey Elliott yeah yeah um that was tough to watch yeah I mean, you always know when they don't show a replay that, oh, oh, that's not good, is it? Uh, but only we saw it first time around. That was quite clear. That was a horrific injury. Have, have you, I mean, there was a, he sent a picture afterwards of uh, with the thumbs up. Um, yeah. And yeah, what's the Liverpool, what are the Liverpool pages saying about it? They, they said that he's broken his ankle, but he's, he's now in hospital. He's, he's okay. But they don't, they don't think that he's going to play very soon. Was um, it a break then or a dislocation? I'm pretty sure it was a break. Hmm. But that's what everyone is saying anyway, all the pundits and what I've heard. Hmm. Well, a journalist in The Guardian, she said that uh, he had seriously dislocated it. So I'm, I don't know, obviously, what that means. But if... If it's a break, I don't know if, if it really. It really depends on the kind of damage that, that has occurred to the to the joint. I think that's what complicates it, and whether or not there's been nerve damage. But I mean, he's looking at at least what he, he's probably not going to come back for the season, is he? And and the unfortunate, really unfortunate thing is um, he was doing so well. I mean, 18 years old, and he'd sort of jumped into the team ahead of some you know, very serious um, senior players. I mean, Henderson was on the bench. Um, and Cater isn't playing either. Um, he's done brilliantly, hasn't he? Yeah, I think I think he was um, he was something that we needed in our midfield, something lively, something new. And he was he was in brilliant, even if he's not got goal contributions at the moment. I think he's been doing brilliant. And it's a shame that it happened to him. Obviously, it's not good if it happens to anyone, but it's it's tough seeing um, someone young get some an injury so bad. Mm. You know, I completely agree. And uh, obviously, um, you know, I hope he makes a full recovery and he's back to playing professional football as soon as possible. So, um, yeah, all the best to him. Um, yeah, and uh, okay, four games into the season. Um, How do you feel? Oh, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, I, I'm disappointed with the Chelsea game because I believe that we deserve to win that game 100%. I mean, I think I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to say that Chelsea defended brilliantly, but I'm I'm still I'm very disappointed that we did we haven't won all four games. Mm. But I can't complain. We are joint first. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess the argument to have is when you have uh, one player more than your position and you're a top team, doesn't matter who you're playing against, you've got to make it count. So, yeah. but as you say, I mean, Chelsea are just amazing when it comes to defending. So, I mean, Tuchel has really got the team going. Uh, it's it's interesting, isn't it, to see? Um, 
I mean, United's manager, Solskjaer, everybody says he's not necessarily as, as technically gifted as the other, uh, you know, the other top premiership managers. But I mean, he's got a lot of competition because there are some really good managers in the Premier League. We haven't even mentioned Guardiola. Um, so it's going to be tough. But obviously United's played perhaps um, some of the easier games Um even though they, they they struggled quite heavily against Southampton, only managed to get a draw. But I think City's played tougher opposition. Chelsea, Liverpool have played tougher opposition. Spurs have played tougher opposition. Um, so you know, it's it's all to play for though. But uh, it's, it's 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 yeah, it looks like an interesting start, doesn't it? Yeah, I think this is probably the most entertaining season that I've watched like recently or in the past years because of the amount of amazing players that there are in the league at the moment. And I think it's going to be a brilliant title race. I think it's going to be close all the way through unless a certain team just decides to pull something out of the bag completely and just dominate completely and go unknown, invincible or almost every game. Mm. But I think it's going to be a very close season. Yeah, I can't see any one team running away with it because each team has a certain. Um, there's something missing in each team, as in Liverpool has has a problem area in in midfield and and up front and up front. Maybe they need another top. They need a top class striker. They don't have um, United doesn't have any really good defensive midfielders. Um, and yeah, you know, if if David De Gea is remains the the number one because Henderson is out, that for me is a bit of a weak point. Even though De Gea has been good this season, um, but the last couple of seasons he hasn't been very good. Um, City, yeah. they don't really have a top striker. I mean, for me, the, the most complete team, Chelsea, is Chelsea. I think the I think they have probably yeah the best team. They've got a strong bench as well. I don't think they've got any area where they they are lacking skill. No. And I think every other team has something like you just said. So I yeah. think they're definitely at a slight advantage there. Yeah. I still think that it's going to be very close. Mm. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, if, if there's any team that is going to put, put together a run, I think it's at the moment it looks like possibly being Chelsea. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just thinking about the game. I'm still even <laughs> even with three nil. I'm and with you know how we've won so much. I, the earlier thing, I don't think the performance was as good as it could have been. I think, well, as the statistics show, Mane had more shots than the entire Leeds team, mm. and he only scored in stoppage time. And even like Jota, Salah, they had so many chances. It could have been five, six, but we just didn't put them away at all. Mm. And it's it's annoying because Leeds are a team where they the midfield is so open, they just attack completely. And we should we should have took advantage of that. But yeah, we, yeah. we still need to work on things. Yeah, I mean, but also Leeds. I mean, they, Leeds should have scored first. As in, I think oh, the first, yeah. the first. Two very good opportunities fell to Leeds. Sorry, you gone. No, no, I was just saying it was only after that that Salah scored. Yes, we were so open in defence. I think Van Dijk hasn't got back to his normal self, and it was so open in between him and Matin. We need to work on a few things. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Klopp's a great manager, so he'll get he'll get them sorted out. I mean, and. Okay, Van Dyke, as you said, you know, he's practically had what three quarters of a season out. So, you know, he's back now. He he didn't play in the European Cup, so or in the European Championships, I should say. So yeah, yeah we'll see how he develops. I don't know. I, I just hope it's um it's a good season. Obviously, I want the team that I support, Man United, to be competing um I'm, at the end of the season. We'll see how it goes. I was saying earlier that I think it would be a bad season for United if they didn't win a trophy. I'm I don't know if you agree, you probably don't, but I think that you have one of the most brilliant teams that I've seen with obviously Ronaldo, Sancho, Bruno, Pogba, 
Cavani on the bench. I think Varane as well. I think you have such a good team that it would be it would be quite surprising to see you not bring a trophy home. Yeah. Um, yeah, the thing is, though, what I don't want to do is turn into one of those fans who just thinks, oh, yeah, if we don't, okay, although if we don't win a trophy, then, you know, fire the manager. You know, there's a sense of entitlement that comes around. I, I have to, I always have to sort of pinch myself to remember that. You know, I grew up at a time when, um, uh, when Ferguson became manager, they didn't win anything for a few years. And then all of a sudden, it's just, it just went crazy with the Premier League years and they won 13 mm-hmm. titles. Um, you know, that sort of was the norm. You know, that if United didn't win the title this year, they'd win it next year. And that's just how it was. And um, I don't like it when people have a sense of entitlement that, oh, Manchester United has to win uh, the league or they have to win this or that. Um, they have to earn it. They've got to deserve it. And so I hope that they will win a trophy. Maybe a cup would be nice. Um, but I, I, re- I really want to see them challenging for the league. They don't have to win it, but I want to see them challenging. Um, yeah. That's basically that's the way it is. I agree with my team. Mm. Last <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you guys have been, you know, you won the Champions League and then you won the league. Um, I mean you've had something to cheer up, cheer about quite recently and you've still got a fantastic team. So, yeah, we'll see how that develops. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. What can I say, man? It's great being able to just have this chat with you. Um, obviously, because I just enjoy talking to you. Um, I miss you a lot. It's been a year. Can you believe it? I haven't seen you in a year, man. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, um, but yeah. You know, we're, we're in touch. So hopefully I'll see you soon. Um, you know, everybody here, we'd all like to have you, you know, come visit us as soon as possible. But um, yeah, well, let's see how it works out. Um, yeah. Thanks, Alexander. It's great to talk to you, mate. Thank you. Thank you very much. Two. It's good to be here. <laughs> good lad. Two. Take care. And well, you too,